Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Is that everybody's favorite dun, song dun, from dun, the dun, new album? Dun, 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 dun. It's, it's pretty bold of him to start like that. <laughs> it's my most played, I think. <laughs> Spotify says that is not true yeah, currently. Donna Chan is charting number one globally right now. Yeah, that would be incredible. A couple more days, and I think Friday's Hot 100 will be Don to Chant 1. Uh, yeah. Television it's, it's, number. It's going to be above every single certified lover boy chant. Or every certified boy lover. Certified boy lover song. Yeah, shout out Drake. Uh, anyways, yeah, we're, we're back at it with the Kanye correspondent, Mr. Avery. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Always happy to be here because it means we, uh, we're talking Kanye, and that means Kanye's... Uh, up to something or finally dropping something uh, that's right in this case it's it's always a momentous occasion and yeah as of the time of recording this donda has dropped and it has not been pulled from streaming services for any reason uh we were worried for a bit we had some scares a dispute with universal but i think we'll we'll get into that a little bit later maybe <laughs> oh yeah but uh, there's even, you know, we, we talked pretty extensively, uh, Kanye, last time. And even from that last recording, there's still plenty more to talk about uh, in, in the Kanye in the Kanye universe. So um, I think uh, we're going to start off with going, running over a little bit over listening party number three, which surprise, surprise, if you're maybe out of the uh, public forum as far as Kanye goes, there was a third one. The second one was not the grand finale like Avery and I had maybe suspected. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious looking back on that we recorded that episode kind of like wanting to say, well, like when you're listening to this, it's probably, you know, coming out within a day or two, you know, this weekend (laughs) you could be seeing it. Or we were even hinting that a single was coming like that night. Uh, None of that ended up happening, of course. No. Um, no, because, you know, why would it? Yeah, it, it's it's Mr. West we're talking about here. But yes, we did, you know, uh, two weeks after Atlanta listening party two, we we finally left Mercedes Benz Stadium and he he moved to the place that raised him, Chicago, Illinois and Soldier Field and and did the big grand finale of listening parties from what it seems since the album came out uh, relatively shortly after that. Um yeah, it was it was so the the third listening party was on a Thursday and then on a Sunday, Sunday morning at like 730 in the morning is when the yeah. album finally decided to come out. And and good words there. I think it, it was the album deciding to come out, not Kanye deciding for the album to come out. So he says, I mean, it's like people would ask us and, you know, because we're, we're kind of the go to Kanye heads of our of our friend group. Right. And people right. will be people will come up to us and be like, or I'll get like a text and I'm like, hey, man, when when is the album coming out? And I'm like, I, I truly don't think that there is any person on the planet, Kanye West included, that could give you a straight answer for that. It's just the album will appear when it is ready. And uh, thankfully it was ready. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it with the people on his team that get hounded on Twitter daily during an album rollout that it's like they are infuriated by it. Uh, yeah. I can't, Im- you know, we will text each other and just be like, I can't believe this. Like, when's it coming? And then yeah. you have the people that are actually working on it that are, you know, pouring like, you know, whether it's a producer that knows they're working on, you know, the Kanye West album or like a smaller artist that got a hook on one song, but they have no idea if it's going to end up on the final version. Like they just got to be like sweating bullets, just thinking about 
Kanye, please don't like suddenly scrap this. Please don't yeah. like, you know, Yandi this like we've seen happen with many an album. Poor um, Black yeah, Mass we, was like on the ledge those final days. <laughs> oh yeah, there was, you know, Casey Pluto was oh oh yeah it was it was rough but you know listening party three right so again if you're out of touch we'll get you caught up to speed just a little bit uh this was a a pretty unique one as far as you know kanye performances go so first two listening parties like we said were, were pretty minimal as far as like an actual performance goes obviously there were some theatrics and listening party two and uh, a couple of crazy things that went on, like him lifting up into the air, but it wasn't anything, you know, like, I, I guess as far, I mean, I, I thought it was very cool to watch and everything and visually it was very impressive, but there weren't like a whole lot of moving parts to it, right? Uh, this one was very different because in the middle of Soldier Field in Chicago, Kanye had a replica of his childhood home built in the middle of, of the field from the ground up over the course of like 72 hours, I think uh, was like from when construction started. So it was, uh, it was, it was quite the feat for him to pull off in, in such a short notice. Yeah. And like elevated on like, I don't know how high you would say at least like probably 15 to 20 feet high of mountain yeah. dirt. Um, so it's kind of like house up on a hill or something. And, yeah. You know, the stadium yeah. like floor field was below it. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, once again, I have definitely played my hand to only have the optimal viewing experiences for all of these listening parties. Because, uh, you know, LP1, I was at home, got the prime audio quality from Apple Music, LP2, there in the flesh, great audio, got the great performance. I think LP3 probably left a little to be desired for some people sitting yeah. in the crowd. <laughs> From what I could tell, if you were on certain sides of the stadium, you were just staring at the back of a house the whole time and uh, saw Kanye for like 30 seconds. Uh, and the audio was back to just like blasting out your ears from what I from what I saw uh, the reaction. So, yeah, uh, for the people at home, the the Feet Picks boys, the, the Georgia based Feet Picks boys squatted up and uh, right. got that stream going. A, a real early start there. He, he came on at a an early like 11 15 p.m it felt like or something before <laughs> yeah. this thing got going it was yeah thursday night about 11 o'clock kanye rolls out and as far as like his performance go he was he was pretty much vibing out on the front porch of the house for about 90 percent of the show with his yeah. his problematic faves marilyn manson and DeBaby. yeah i mean uh, to set the stage you had us three we've we've come off two listening parties where the first one, you know, was just our first taste of what the album was going to be. The second one was this hugely elevated performance with, you know, Brett and I, you know, had the luxury of being at. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's these ascending into the sky. The songs are like, we like them even more. It's been worked on. So yeah. we are just geared up to go for right. LP3. We're like it's... Chicago. This feels like a grand finale. The culmination. Chicago exactly south, south side and it's like what 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 changes has he made to songs like it's elevated each one are we going to be getting new music um we'd been getting hints on twitter that like this is going to be one of his grandest like biggest spectacle performances he's ever done so we were just so excited i mean yes we were watching the music videos to pregame it just we were we were on 10 ready for this album and it opens <laughs> with <laughs> jail which like the previous two we were so used to it either opening with like 
24, which is a very like spiritual song, or yeah. the Donda South Carolina track. slash Donda. And it just starts with the blaring guitar of Jail Damn. and him walking out with uh, oh, two compatriots in the music industry known uh-huh. as DaBaby and, and Marilyn Manson. Yeah, so it's it. We're all immediately caught off guard, right? Because you know, again, like you said, the, the track list had kind of been pretty well established by that point, as far as the listening parties go. So many many people know. I think that Kanye's idle hands are the devil's playthings, and so when Kanye has a little baby too much time on his hands, or or he's not feeling the heat quite as much things start to change that do not need to be changed or perhaps entire albums go into the trash can like we've seen before. But we're so used to hearing Jay-Z come on as the guest feature for jail. And suddenly we do not hear Jay-Z, but we in fact hear DaBaby who has recently been canceled for making some homophobic remarks during a festival. And uh, so kind of not apologizing. Yeah, yeah. His his verse, he basically is talking about like, oh, you guys can't cancel me. Like, oh, I'm coming back. And and so the the vibe is immediately harsh, right? All of yeah. us in the room are just like, what is going on here? Yeah, Josh, what? how would you describe just the level or kind of what was going through your head? Even if, you know, you're what you see, we were kind of like, is that the baby? And is that Marilyn Manson? But we're still very music focused. And we're like, yes, jail is playing we know jail we've heard it twice now and then what is just kind of like your overall thought especially josh you're a huge watch the throne fan right like kanye and jay is like your dream partnership and then all of a sudden you are no longer hearing jay-z it was like a kind of just dread set in it's <laughs> kind of like it really did in a way ruin the rest of the evening there was yeah. a lot of highlights that came after that were much improved but like I could, I made it like, it was like 25 minutes. I was still sitting there going, what did he do that? Like, why did he do that? Like, it, yeah, we were all like worried. Like, cause again, I, yeah. we all felt I was like, this really, is probably really the final, <laughs> this is probably the final listening party. Like, this is probably like what we're getting. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like uncanceled the baby in this hypothetical situation, he comes out and I've never heard jail before. I didn't know Jay-Z was featured. I think I would like, like, it's pretty good. Like, it's one of baby's better delivered verses. But when you're expecting this groundbreaking Kanye Jay-Z friendship mending verse, and then all of a sudden you get, I mean, I'm going to have to defend this choice <laughs> to yeah, everyone the out haters. there, and I'm going to do it. But it's, <laughs> now I have to carry that burden. This, this yeah. is the problem with the kind of listening party rollout that Kanye was doing, right? Yeah. Where maybe yeah, talk if, on this because if the if we had not heard the previous listening parties, like you were saying, Josh, and we didn't know that the option to have Jay Z on this song even existed, right? And all we heard was DaBaby and Marilyn Manson on the song. I think I would actually still have liked it because it is it's a it's a banger right it's like this big anthem you know that starts off the album it's a real kind of stadium hype song like everybody's singing along and honestly i mean cancellation aside i think DaBaby actually has a very good verse on it like as far as his you know it's probably his best it probably is yeah i don't i don't listen to him enough to know everything he's got through but like i would imagine it's probably a top tier 
knowing that the alternative is right. having Jay-Z on it and not having to defend Marilyn Manson being on the song, who, if you don't know, has been accused by, I think, something of 16 women of sexual yeah. abuse. So an incredibly problematic person, uh, to say the very least. Uh, knowing that that is an, is an option, right? To not have them and to have Jay-Z, that hurts. And and all of us sitting in that room knowing that like, oh my God, we the final album could release without Jay-Z on it. That was like just dropping a bomb on the rest of the night. And yeah. so there was we were some so really deflated. great improvements coming out of the album, like Josh said, some great track additions, but that like, that was just a dark cloud hanging over our heads. I mean, I was fuming. I was just sitting there for, I mean, we were getting... And we can get into kind of how the rest of it played out, but like we got new songs, we got new music and I, we're sitting there and like, as soon as it starts, we're getting excited. And then you just like any part of you just comes back that he is messing up this album. He, he is sabotaging it. Like he had something that we felt was building towards like top level music. Like he's back. And yeah. even if, like you said, the verse is good, it's not the moment I, you know, we get on the Kanye subreddit as, you know, this is happening. We're kind of talking in our chat um, with Cruz and we're just like, people are like, well, guys, the DaBaby verse is technically better than Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z starts off by saying uh, made in the image of God. That's a selfie. Like that's corny. DaBaby's verse was good, but we're like, we do not care about. It's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. DaBaby it's about what it doing. represents. The moment that it was thrown two is coming back on a song saying hova and Jesus and saying this might be the return of the throne yeah. their first verse together in you know almost a decade yeah. on a kanye yeah. album i mean we were just beside ourselves yeah yeah but jail aside so the viewing party goes on right and you know some some great new songs are played um believe what i say i think a highlight edition uh, yep. his verse on off the grid yeah. Again, yeah. some great stuff yeah, coming getting, in afterwards. Come to yeah, life, new song. Yeah. Like like jail had changed. Other songs had changed, but we were we were hype about the change off the grid. Right. Um. In in prior listening parties, he basically only did the chorus, which like a, a song like that is it's not really a chorus. It's kind of just a little uh, a bridge between verses yeah. of Lil Yachty and Five Eo Four, and and now Kanye has this like at least minute and a half long verse. Um, that is the same energy that, you know, five yo is kind of a highlight of this whole album. And now Kanye's got a verse on it, like of yeah. similar ilk. And we're so excited. So we're not, our night isn't ruined, but it's just like, we're definitely worried because we immediately go to that thought of it should have come um, out two weeks ago. That yeah. we, we liked a version that was done and Kanye's, being Kanye and now being like, you know what? I think I kind of know that people like what they got, right? but I can do some headline crap and stuff. So there's like several roller coaster moments during the listening party. Right. And Josh, were you about to get into some I was of that? just say, I remembered um, moon got reverted back to LP one. Yes. So status without kid Cuddy. There's there's these moments, right, where we're going through jail plays and we're like devastated, right? But then I know God breathed on this comes on. All right. And we're kind of like, okay, this one, this one's still sounding good. Maybe not all is lost off the grid plays. He's got a great, you know, like three minute verse where he's just going off and we're like, okay, okay, feeling good. Hurricane, 
still intact praise god still intact and then suddenly like you know we we keep going and remote control plays <laughs> and at the end of remote control there is this bizarre inclusion of like a meme video on youtube and it's like just you you truly have to to hear it to believe Did you it. know what it was when it i happened? had never heard it before then. i i knew exactly what video it was okay and so the moment i heard the first sound bite from it i like my, my heart sinks i'm like there's no way that because he put this again on there. what's it on there instead of what Kid it's, Cudi is it's no on there, there instead of Kid Cudi. It is like a meme YouTube video for like a minute and a half straight. He plays in the stadium instead of Kid Cudi. And so at this point, I'm like, you know, the shock comes back to me. <laughs> I think it comes back to all of us. And we're looking at each other. We're like, what the hell is going on here? It, it, it was, we've said roller coaster. It just, that's what it was. Our, you hear songs that you are just undeniably so into and then uh, kind of obviously if there was a, a youtube meme from i think it's a christian movie like animated character yeah. that just got meme status on like niche corners of the internet like obviously if we'd heard that having never heard remote control before we still would have been like what yeah. but when you're hearing things that and like you said, that, that's the thing of like some artists, you're never going to hear the music before the album comes out. So you have no expectations set. But right. when you do it this way, you are going to like create divides and fans like oh, we kind of talked about in the last episode. Hurricane has been a song that we heard first in 2018. Years. And there are still people <laughs> that despite that it has like the weekend on it now and Lil Baby and Kanye has all these new verses that are like more up to date. There are people that do not like this version and want the 2018 <laughs> version. So when you do yeah. listening parties that like an LP one, it's you and Young Thug and LP two, Kid Cudi is added. The only thing you're really thinking of is what will be added now, not what will be taken right. off for a YouTube meme. You do not expect somebody to be like actively making their songs worse. And that and was yeah. the case for some of these songs. Like you yes. don't take Kid Cudi off Moon after you have him on there. That's that is inexplicable right like there's yeah. absolutely no reason because he wasn't replaced with anybody yeah nothing else was added in he was just gone for some reason so mm -hmm. so moon just was a song we got an lp1 that was just don toliver singing and it almost felt like uh kind of a outro separate track but just built off hurricane and we were like I remember y'all texting me i was there and you guys were like that was beautiful like yeah what a what a standalone track and it was almost so nice that we were like, I hope he just doesn't touch that. Well, then in the second one, Kid Cudi is now on it. It's built out into its own song. And everyone was like, this just got so much better. It went yeah. from like a Frank Ocean, Life of Pablo, Frank's track type thing to this now could become. I mean, we were texting Ryan Cruz before. We were like, hey, what are y'all's favorite songs at this point? And his top two were Jail and Moon. Well, now in our <laughs> minds, his like his top two songs and what was probably in all of our top five are just straight up way worse. Just shat on. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just no excuse for it. But and then like, so yeah, so Moon plays. Kid Cudi is no longer there, but then Heaven and Hell comes on and it's like, it's a finished track and it's so much more fleshed out. And so suddenly like that was one of my favorites coming out of listening party too. So I'm like, 
again, just the up and downs are are insane as this is happening. Um, I kind of just got to the moment where like the perfect album is out there. Right. Um, and that's what was so painful about the third listening party. But afterwards, Brad was kind enough to construct that album for us. I was so devastated. Downloads. <laughs> I was so devastated that I was literally prepared to have like cut together tracks from listening party one or two and three. And like if the album dropped in the state that it was in listening party three, I was about ready to like hop on Twitter and Instagram and be like, hey, guys, that you're what you're listening to on Spotify right now is this is not the real album. DM me for a Google <laughs> Drive link because I have we, the perfect we went album about, for we went you. about a day and a half of listening to the Google Drive version of the album <laughs> and then drop Sunday morning to we don't have to do that anymore. Yes. Um, but just to round out the LP3 show, I guess, there there are some really kind of grand finale moments at the end uh, where we have this song, brand new song to uh, the track list at the time, Come to Life comes on. And there's suddenly Kanye walks into the house and there's kind of like this moment where like we're unsure what's happening. And suddenly it cuts to like a kind of pre-recorded video on the, on the live stream to where we see Kanye sitting alone in a room and suddenly he bursts into flames and the entire room that he's in, you know, gets lit on fire. And we see what I at least assume is a stunt double walk out from the front of the house live now, uh, who is on fire walking and wandering around the front yard uh, before, you know, some people come in and put him out. And, and then, and, yeah, and that's going. happening. Uh, you know, like Brad just said, uh, a man in, in what Kanye was wearing in the all black, but is on fire and it's intercut with a woman. And, and this, we haven't really said, uh, surrounding the house going in circles were more performers dressed in yeah. all black with the black mask, the black vest. There were black SUVs driving in circles around the house. Um, but all of a sudden, while this come to life song is playing and, uh, you know, the Kanye figure coming out of the house is on fire. There's a woman dressed in all white with like a white veil um, and kind of headdress on uh, like pure white walking yeah. kind of the opposite direction through all these uh who've been the performers the whole night dressed in all black and it's a spotlight on her um so you're getting kind of that she's kind of it's very zoomed in so you can't really tell is yeah. she just now part of that group that's walking or is this something more um and then after uh kanye or his stunt double the fire gets put out um kanye is making his way and walking towards the woman in white and we're all sitting there and we're like is that is that kim kardashian west is that kim <laughs> is that arena who is, who is this woman because she kind of had the veil on and the camera yeah. wasn't there good and then they meet on the floor of the stadium and kanye for the first time in any listening party one two or three takes his mask off and he's got this yeah. big smile on his face and the camera kind of shifts to the other side and we do see that it's kim kardashian um and they kind of have this reconciliation hug and like are smiling at each other and then they walk off hand in hand that's right baby all the tabloids out there everybody who told me was like you know what kim and kanye they're done props to her for sticking it out and my downfall you were wrong and we Josh, were right josh was in tears i mean it was yeah <laughs> josh was weeping i mean violently as a season one keeping up with kardashians original <laughs> fan you know 
from day one. I've just been, a this moment's been building and building, and I'm just so glad to be the part of it. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, you know, him bringing Marilyn Manson out supposedly without her knowledge uh, does not throw a wrench into the recovery process of that relationship. But, uh, but we shall worse. see. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But, you know, that brings us now on the third day, that holy Sunday, the album rose from the grave. And we were given to, I mean, what I think is is probably 90% of what I had considered the perfect, you know, combination of songs at the time. There are a couple of, you know, noticeable, maybe outliers, you could say, but generally, you know, pretty much everything that we thought we were about to lose came back. Jay-Z yeah. on the final track list is back on jail. Kid Cudi's back on moon. Uh, we did, you know, Kid Cudi is still off remote control for the Glob Gabulab, but but it was thing, heavily reduced at least yes. yeah. it's, it's like about 10, 10 seconds, seconds now yeah. yeah instead of a minute and a half it's so, like yeah it's not really that much of a deal now still baffled as to why it's on there at all but you know my my I, guess is north liked it and he wanted to do a little <sighs> shout out for north yeah that's i'm gonna guess. have to me and north are gonna have some words about that north feel free to chime in on the message board and let us know if that's true yeah but um you know so i guess you know, we, we were kind of ragging on it a little bit. Do we maybe want to go through, because I overall, I guess, do we want to do general thoughts first? Do we want to do top tracks first? What are you guys thinking? We can do general thoughts, and then we yeah. can get track specific. I mean, yeah, everything we just said made it seem like we were just extremely frustrated, which, <laughs> which I we think were. it was more just we did not know what to feel because we had gotten two listening parties of music we loved and a third listening party where... Uh, we felt toyed with i would say yes um and the album came out and he didn't let us down uh thank god um <laughs> thank god <laughs> thank god um now the the thing that kind of threw me at least is the track list is very different than yes. what kind of it had been positioned to us especially if like you kind of viewed the LP3 as kind of its own performance art of yeah. we're, we're starting the show with jail with the baby. Um, but he's not going to be on like the official version on the album. You kind of think maybe it's going to pivot back to the, the Donda intro. Like the album's called Donda. There's a lot, or there in the listening parties are a good amount of songs where um, Donda West's actual um, old speeches are part of tracks. Yeah. And so you kind of felt like that was going to, be how the album starts you might follow a narrative have you know your normal uh Jinyo Watanabe banger songs that yeah. are just you know fun songs to listen to um but the album starts well it starts with Don to Chant which I mean <laughs> is that your most played song uh, uh yeah by far. far I'm by I'm far. prepared for my Spotify rundown to just have that as the top the top track of the year for sure yeah I mean I, I expect like you know COVID still still has a hold on society, but I imagine where where clubs are open, Donda Chant has got to be just <laughs> oh, getting yeah. the place going. If you're unfamiliar with Donda Chant, it is approximately a minute long, and it is what sounds like an AI voice just saying Donda over and over again in different cadences and tones. Um, so if you were like just some guy on the street, right, and you're like, all right, I'm a casual Kanye fan. I, I didn't tune into any of the listening parties. So let's see what all the hype's about. And you tune in, 
and that's your first track, you're probably feeling a little weird about the album. You're maybe, maybe a little bit unsure of what is to follow. But, uh, you know, track number two comes in and it's jail. So hopefully if you stick around past that minute, you know, you're getting your tits blown off after that. And it's the jail we know and love. It's, yes. it's got our boys it's back on it. It's, you know, some refined production and some tweaks have been made um, that you mm-hmm. can tell um, from what we'd been hearing. But overall, you know, it, that was that was a sigh of relief. I think our, our yes. first play through. I think we all. Yep. Sunday morning at eight a.m. I could yes. breathe a sigh of relief. I woke yeah. up. I was ready to go to church. I was ready to thank the Lord for what had just happened. Um, which I guess may be worth noting. We're probably not going to get into the part twos very much because uh, we're we're already rambling quite quite a bit here. But on the back end of the album, after No Child Left Behind, which I kind of considered to be you know the last song of like the kind of full right. run through right yeah. you have jail part two okay okay part two junior part two and jesus lord part two and these are kind of i guess some alternate versions that were played at listening party three for the most part like jail part two is the one with manson and the baby on it um but they're i guess kind of there with for what i assume is some stuff with the stem player um where maybe fans can start to put together their own alternate takes of what they like and it kind of lets people get a little creative and maybe you know you you can sub out jail part two if you really really wanted to if you really prefer that version kind of as you you listen through and you can play with the track list a little bit yourself which is kind of neat my favorite albums used to have the bonus joints (laughs) there it is (laughs) but uh yeah jail is back in in fighting form i think yeah we were all we all love to see it um and then you know it's moon was back in fighting form as well like we said um you know and and for the most part there was some some weird things with um new again was one that i noticed that i actually do prefer the second listening party version of um there's kind of this extended outro on it that i think it's a little too repetitive and kind of overstays its welcome a little bit Mm -hmm. um still love the intro though but you know it is what it is but it's a very classic Kanye like thing to make you laugh intro. But yeah, I did feel like it kind of lost a little bit of its life um, in the final version. Yeah, um, they like definitely did more things with it. But I think I preferred maybe more the rawness of LP2 yeah. um, to what all they did on on the final version. But overall, I think I feel like that um, and then like the Donda song called donda no yes. longer has any verse on it it used to have Pusha t and kanye yeah that, that one's a confusing change to me i i can't Very, think of yeah. like a possible reason i guess i mean maybe just because the album is so long as it is but i feel like that versus of all verses was one of the kind of heavier hitting ones and, and one of the cooler ones to hear kanye and push go back and forth on yeah and very focused and very uh very applicable to the album's theme like, right Kanye said, you know, my mom met my dad back in 75, two years later, the chosen has arrived. Um, and bars, you know, an app of that moment and, you know, uh, push saying you brought church to stadiums built for only soccer, kind of not only calling back to these listening parties, but the whole Jesus is King, uh, Sunday service era when they were touring Sunday service. Um, yeah. so I just loved all the references and, you know, Kanye and Pusha have worked so much together that it was just nice to have them on the album again, or yeah. what we thought were going to be on the album again. Yeah. Um, but overall, um, I know we mentioned Off the Grid having a new verse um, 
a highlight of our first listen through that, uh, especially for uh, one Barcelona FC Barcelona fan, Josh would be a, a line. Speaking of referencing soccer and stadiums, Josh, you want to take it away for what had to be one of your new favorite Kanye moments on any song? Uh, yeah, let me pull up the exact bars here so I don't butcher it. That's right. We we don't want to hear you flub a, a verse. That That'd be just embarrassing. So on, from one yeah. goat referencing another. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm like a king of a different industry, you know. But yeah, you got to move different when you're in the industry. You got to move different when you're in the industry. Yeah, it's I guess to to buy you some time um, off the grid. I kind of shot up to I think it's in my top three songs on the album now with that new Kanye verse. This one goes really really hard for me. It is like one of his best verses in a long time. Yeah. 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 And I remember telling Brad beforehand, I was like, that song, I wish Kanye had a verse on, but I don't really know what he yeah. would sound like on it. Like it's a drill beat that's very much more suited to a drill rapper. And I've never really heard Kanye uh, go into that realm. And yeah. I'm sure. And he brings um, it though. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a really, um, I love on this bar that Josh talks about, like the production all drops out behind him and then comes right back in and hits mm-hmm. hard again just, that's, that is one of my favorite moments on the whole album i think yeah but oh yeah i'm it's, sorry i'm taking forever the song is so long it's all right yeah just get the genius page up after we have shat on them for like a couple weeks now sorry genius it's a necessary evil which off the grid is actually supposedly it's trending on uh on genius right now it's, it's the yeah, most viewed I mean, song on the whole album five videos verse i think has okay, been I found talked it. about so oh, much as the, yeah. the best verse on the album, like individual, kind of surprising, yeah. almost like a chance ultra light beam moment where you're, you're like, whoa, that's special from not like a rapper you're expecting it from, like Jay Z. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? Oh, we're ready. Bar. Oh, the people are ready. <laughs> I'm going to do the lead up and then the bar. Okay. Don't try to test me. I keep it clean, but it can get messy. I talk to God every day. That's my bestie. That part's kind of, I love that part, but it's terrible. Yeah, that made you did it kind of in the cadence of like the, the fake bestie. rap battles, you know, uh-huh. where he's like, sweet dollar tea from McDonald's. Exactly. <laughs> exact was, cadence. That's the vibe I got from you. Just them. So yeah, that's my bestie. They play in soccer in my backyard. I think I see Messi. And that's when the beat hits right Ooh. there. Yeah. And the, I, you know, obviously they're playing it. He was made the album at, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where a soccer team plays and where he yes. was during he showed up at the Atlanta United game in his full <laughs> red outfit. And that was the other red outfit. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's a great moment for me. I've had a down kind of year because you know Barcelona's management messed up so poorly that Messi had to leave, and that's just you know brutal. Yeah. A soul brutal. for a soul. But you lost Messi on your team, you gained him on a Kanye album. Exactly. Right. It's eternal now, as opposed to the rest of what he did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's just a nice shout out. It feels good. You see my two goats interacting like that. That's right. And so Avery, kind of to, to build off what you were saying, where the album feels, you know, kind of like very much two halves, right? Where, you know, it's long enough to where it's a double album. So I'm picturing like, you know, the disc one, disc two type thing where I would say, you know, kind of like you said, maybe up into Heaven and Hell or Donda. So that's tracks 14 and 15. I feel like either one of those is kind of the turning point um, to where the first half of the album is full of kind of like the harder, more kind of, I guess, the stereotypical bangers, right? Where you got off the grid, 
you got Praise God with Travis uh, and and Baby Keem. Is it, that's right. Yeah, Baby yes. Keem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, the beginning momentum of this album to just go jail, God breathed, off the grid, Hurricane, which is probably like going to be the one that yeah. most people like will have chart power. Um, and then Praise God is our, our Travis Scott, you know, Baby Keem. Um, yeah. That, that's a, well, my, I- a big start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's so it, it really builds some momentum uh, in, in the beginning. Um, and then it's it's not even that it like, I wouldn't say that the momentum drops off by any means, but it definitely shifts gears to kind of a more spiritual, almost like, I guess you could call it kind of 808s-esque, where it's very kind of like singy instead of so much like just hard bars back and forth. Um, it, it becomes kind of a more gospel oriented uh album as opposed to kind of your classic trap or hip-hop stuff that you find in the beginning Um, yeah a lot of this album is religiously themed but i feel like the beginning is more um not jesus is king uh style religiously themed it's it's aggressive and it's kind of like like i know god breathed on this is kind of just urging people um that to like i don't know he's saying you know that god breathed on him um Mm -hmm. and the song but is also (laughs) not the the jesus king style like praise god jesus my lord you know hallelujah um that's that's an excellent point because i think a lot of people who are maybe turned off by jesus is king by how overtly religious it was i think are gonna find it a lot easier to engage with this album where it's not so much that the religious themes are are subtle because they're definitely not there's very you know with track names like god breathed on this praise god jonah keep my spirit alive it's like it's, it's very obvious that it's you know religious theme but the way that it's prevent or presented, I guess, is is much more um, what you would expect from you know a 2020 era hip hop album. Um, and so I I think to be honest, you know, maybe I'm overstepping here, but I think this is what a lot of you know people wanted when they heard that Kanye was making a gospel album or making you know a a, a God you know faith centric album to where we wanted his kind of innovation and his style put on those themes as opposed to him kind of morphing into more of like a traditional gospel artist. Um, what do you, what do you guys think about that? I think we needed Jesus's King first so that he could find out what worked and also kind of paved the way in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, but yeah, I think I saw yeah. someone saying that like Jesus is King it. And I feel like since kind of yay was an album made very in the moment of who he was in that exact moment. And the Jesus is King was like him. I mean, Kanye has always referenced Christianity as one of his first singles ever is Jesus yeah. walks. Um, but that was like, I'm new in my total devotion uh, right. to Christ. And so this album is just kind of like, I am living solely uh, for Jesus. So I'm not even thinking about making a song referencing, you know, a fashion designer named Jenya Wantanabe. Like every song <laughs> is going to be focused on Jesus. Right. And now he's a little bit removed from that new stage Christianity, 
where he is confident in himself and is like, I am a Christian man, you know, walking every day in life. Right. My music is going to be interwoven with that. And right. But it's not going to be that every song is a praise to Jesus. Yeah. Um, I can rap about, you know, myself. I, I think that's also been a lot of misconception. I've seen a lot of people talking about why is this album called Donda when it really, his mom is only on a few moments and all the songs aren't like some dedication to his mom. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's more his mom's values were faith, family, and, you know, raising Kanye. And so this album is yeah. more about him. Faith is a big part of it. Family is a huge part of it. Um, whether you're talking right. about um, divorce or his kids, um, or just kind of like believe what I say is kind of a more, you know, vibe about his life currently. Yeah. Um, that that's I think why it's called Donda and centered around her is it's you've got Jesus Lord also has Larry Hoover Jr. on there. It's a big yeah. family element as well. Yeah, it's a it's kind of centered around values and things Donda instilled in Kanye um, that he's wanting to reflect in music now. Um, And faith is a big part of that, but it's not that the album is completely centered around. I'm a new Christian trying to praise Jesus with everything I do. Right. Um, He's kind of exited that honeymoon period to where, you know, it's his whole kind of identity. Yeah. Became his faith and now it's not so much that it isn't the case anymore but like you were saying he's he's kind of just more casually interweaving that with some of the tap- topics that he you know is is typically covering on his on his albums mm-hmm. yeah well yeah, um G- since you mentioned jesus lord that that's one of the most like interpersonal and um, you know, off the grid is kind of the long, intense verse, and this is the long, introspective verse of the album. Yeah. Um, and you know, he talks very much candidly, kind of the most um, candidly about his mom's death since 808s. Um, and you know, when he did, he performed "Hey Mama" after his mom died. Obviously, "Hey Mama" a song written back when his mom was alive, but he mm-hmm. changed lyrics to kind of talk about how he was feeling after his mom's death. And, you know, in uh, Jesus Lord, he talked about, you know, if I died tonight, would I see her in heaven? Um, You know, suicidal thoughts, just kind of those side of things that is like, okay, this, this is kind of, you know, a dedication and it's very much been on his mind and center of the project. Um, But I did, I feel like that was important to discuss because so many people, especially if you maybe hear us talk about it for an hour and a half and then are like, well, this <laughs> album called Donda that I did learn is about his mom, but where is like his mom on this album? I hear yeah. it in moments. Um, I think it's just much more um, Kanye channeling yeah, um, everything he was raised in and who he is as a person now. And he feels like Donda is, is who brought him to who he is now. Right. Yeah. And some of my favorite moments on the album are when Donda actually, you know, appears through some of those portions of her old speeches. Like I know the intro to praise God, I think is, is a huge highlight on the album for me where she's, you know, kind of coming in with this 
it's it's like a very powerful delivery on her part too mm-hmm. where it, it sounds oh, almost yeah. like it sounds like it's like made for the the songs yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's almost like the cadence of like an old school preacher kind of mm-hmm. you know like uh the, the way she delivers it and then all of a sudden uh she she ends it with it cannot always be night and then the, the beat cuts in uh-huh. like it's it's wild to like to it's, if you think about it's so it so well done it's it's incredibly well done and i i think it sounds awesome but if you kind of like take a step back and you're like and you're just hearing about this and you're like so you're telling me kanye is taking a snippet of his dead mother and then putting it over a trap beat with travis scott like that sounds absurd but somehow the execution is so good he like cuts up like into the night into like uh, into the night yeah he like puts it in the song yeah it's it's that's, wild yeah that's some of his more impressive production in my opinion is, yeah, that, yeah i remember talking interweaving about interweaving these of, donda lines yeah of us wondering like do they are they kind of like knowing they're making an album called donda and they're listening to world speeches and then they're just making songs off of it or are they making the songs and then the way like, kanye oh my works God, with like features this, i bet in. i bet he's had he's probably sifted through every speech she's got and he has uh-huh. probably 50 different song ideas written up for like yeah. everything he liked from them like you know because he always he'd pull out a song like relatively unknown from like 1980 yeah and use it as a feature like yeah. all the time i think the most notable one in my mind is on kids see ghosts uh the Fourth santa Dimension. claus one yeah he pulls an old christmas song that he like chops up and does in it it's like this kind of spooky like weird like almost i want to say like a haunted house type beat right. almost and it's it's pretty wild the way that he does this this is not really i mean it's related to what you said but i'll be quick uh the 30 hours feature is one mm-hmm. of i think the most yeah. impressive ones he has came to mind too yeah it's not even the guy is not saying 30 hours but because you're hearing 30 hours so much you think that he is because it sounds so similar and that one yeah. just blows me away that's yeah that's incredible um and but yeah i definitely Every time Donda is featured, it's a highlight in my yeah. opinion. I forget for what Donda chant. It might have been. I think it was like maybe Kevin Abstract or someone from Brockhampton. Um, they were tweeting him, just being like, "What do you think of Donda?" And then he was answering questions, and someone was like, "Who's your favorite feature?" And every feature conversation, you know, has been the weekend. Um, you know, five oh four and J Electronica, yeah. and he actually replied and was like legitimately it's donda west she's my favorite parts of these albums she's the best feature on it i was laughing at that it's yeah it's it's very powerful i mean it's got that extra weight to it and again i feel like me describing it it makes it sound goofy but it's so well executed that it's just you can't help but kind of be like oh damn like as it's playing (laughs) the themes that she's talking about like it's powerful stuff yeah it's very well delivered and yeah and it lines up you know she's a great speaker i mean that made me want to be like i want to go find these full videos because oh yeah she's got the how many hushes Josh, are we for us? I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> Speaking of uh, standout production moments, um, I know another one of my personal top three is Believe What I Say, which oh, yeah. we get an incredibly rare Lauren Hill sample on there. Uh, not not often not a lot of those, sees yeah. the light of day. Yeah, she's kind I of thought notorious. there was no women on this album. What's that? <laughs> I thought there was no women on the album. <laughs> if you check Twitter, that might women, be the case. Yeah. Check Twitter, oh, you'll God. see that uh yeah just go ahead and don't listen to any don't read a pitchfork review and don't listen <laughs> oh to anybody God, on dude. twitter it's, just listen to what we have to say 
the the fact that like believe what we say yeah believe what i believe, say believe what i say right now believe what i say it if it came out at the start of the summer steely dan would be nowhere to be found okay on yep. my rundown believe That's what true. i say would be the song of the summer no of course no disrespect to steely dan of course but this one is a bop oh, and yeah. i don't know I'm if it's just because window. like the first snippet he shared was like uh the video of him on like a boat with like a bunch of people and they're all kind of jamming out to it but this is one that i would really like to see make it into into the music video you know kind of final mm-hmm. rundown because he typically only does you know three or four music videos per album uh at least that's the way it was for for jesus is king we'll see how it happens for for donda i think that one of him where it cut away and listening party three of him in the clouds yeah that was i think yeah, that might four. be a video right is uh, that like an official video? It felt now? like a video. I was gonna say there are some where I feel like the listening parties actually do a really good job of kind of being the music video. Um, that one for sure. Um, you know, no child left behind, whether it be him floating up in Mercedes Benz or him uh walking up to Kim during the third listening party, I think for sure could be one. Uh come to life, especially since there's all those kind of pre-rendered ones. And I guess since we're we're already talking about my top three, I guess I've, I've kind of gone through three of them. I'll, I'll go ahead and be greedy and just round out my, my next highlight, which I think is a highlight for all of us. Uh, but off the grid, believe what I say, and then come to life is very easily, I think my number one on the album. Yeah. I mean, I saw it when we were talking, just mentioning all the, the media reviews of this album that someone tweeted and they were like, any review that is saying we're reviewing Donda and doesn't have at least two sentences on come to life is yeah. an invalid review because if you listen to this album and then got to the song and had no reaction to it you are not human right this this song is i mean it's beautiful i i like to think of it kind of like as like the street lights of this album to where yeah. it's this very emotional kind of atmospheric build uh that happens and it's this has some of like i think his more introspective lines as well yeah uh you know where i think it's kind of this moment of of crisis kind of on the journey through the album where he's going back and forth and he's like i don't want to lose my family i don't want to die alone you know like um and it's it's just very powerful it's got it starts off with kind of these just light synths in the background and it's it's very focused on kanye's vocals but at about the halfway point this piano comes in uh, that is backed by kind of these blaring synths, but the the focus kind of the piano kind of meanders through the rest of the song, and it is so beautifully interwoven, and it's just like the perfect kind of ending highlight before No Child Left Behind wraps it out. But yeah. I remember like my jaw was like dropped in listening party three when we were listening to this. Like I remember mm-hmm. turning to you guys and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like I oh, can't we believe like, this is so good. I was like, I can't believe this. This like this. We never heard it. Yeah. Right. Like, is is there like a universe where this doesn't make it onto the album? Because like that's that's that was another thing. To we were, we were like, I okay, wonder well, like at the other if it'll parties. come out when this song took shape. Like, was right. this like a, a deep draft yeah. he had at LP two and one, or was this? So I think like, did he make this like during I think between? a version of this was played at the Vegas one at the church, okay. from what I know. Okay, um, that makes sense. Um, because people. A lot of people were saying that Come to Life is one of the ones we actually haven't like heard publicly yet, but 
like people I get why they were so aggressive about, about songs yeah. that being played. I do want to spend time like on some of these lyrics, but I, I went to the genius page and like actually respect to genius on this one. I want to read like the first little thing yeah, they say to ahead. describe it because it, it they nail it. it says come to life a beautiful spine tingling te- love telling story off of donda kanye sings about his desire for another life wishing he had listened more to his wife kim kardashian's thoughts dreams and aspirations he brings to light his mixed emotions about her presence and her absence while expressing how he would not or does not want to die alone without her at his side known misogynist um, kanye west is singing about all of this about his wife who he loves very much on his album but yeah. but don't get it twisted kanye does not like strong women yes um thank I've you pitchfork. Seen that one a lot thank you week. pitchfork th- th- thank you chief editor of pitchfork <laughs> um yeah. With her again people must just be i don't know if everyone's album download has the song on it because i, I guess yeah ignored there must be some errors or something i'm thinking going on. they probably listened about five songs and then write a review again we we are living in the post tiktok era to where i i don't I want, actually i don't want come to life anywhere near tiktok well, I think it's it's good that most of these songs <laughs> are actually think in about it. the four to five minute range, right? Come to Life is, is 5'10", and that's that not even close to the longest After song. LP1, uh, No Child Left Behind was, like, huge on the TikTok scene. Brutal. But, uh, I mean... I don't, as far as I know, there's no... Yeah, I, I, I actually did. I saw people actively complaining about the length of this album. And I remember during our conversation at on the jesus is king episode where we were like man we might not ever get like a kanye album that's longer than 30 or 40 minutes ever again and we were all uh, pretty bummed about it and now that we have this one for an hour 48 if you include the part two yeah i i could not be happier but there are people that are actually like i can't believe you you want me to sit through 24 songs of kanye i'm like yes i yes. do because it's why what else are you listening to you can they're listen not, to the child boy lover they're not whatever getting it is through it because come now. to life is song 22 <laughs> and no one's talking about it and if this Certified podcast boy lover. if we do nothing else we're gonna make people uh we're putting come to life on the map you know what i know the kanye stands know about it but Hold the phone right here. It was like number 44 on the charts or something where every other song's above it. Brief pause. I'm going to, we're going to play a snippet of it right now. I'm going to make you listen to it. Even if you're not willing to go to the album yourself, you're going to get a snippet of it right here. It's Come to Life by Kanye West. Come to life.
powerful stuff, right? I'll just I mean, shut down again. I mean, chills, right? I, and I know that we're biased. We're huge Kanye fans, and we we love this shit and we eat it up. But like, come on, that is objectively that is a powerful moment. My bias. This is how I know that it's not bias. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. When I first heard it, I thought to myself, this has potential to enter his top five or 10 all time discography. And I wouldn't just say that about, you know, that's, that's the pretty much an impenetrable list. Yeah. So we, that's we how kinda, I know that it's that good. We could wrap up when we uh, finish this of kind of talking about how we view the album as a whole at this point. And I, I don't think I am going to be overhyping my where it stands in his discography come to life. I will like, I, I wouldn't call it overhyping. I, my only debate is how high it goes yeah. in his all time catalog, because right now I'm thinking single digits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this I think, feels runaway tier. I think it's um, easy top 10, especially I, considering the context of the song, you know, right. where, you know, his, life journey and what he's talking about and kind of where it it falls and in the kanye cinematic arc uh it's i mean it's it's perfect and i one thing you mentioned earlier brad and talking about the piano portion coming in halfway through the song is one of my favorite aspects because it it is like the defining thing that carries the song you think of like now that we've been listening to it you think come to life that piano but it's not present through the whole song. And I think right. another another song with a standout production is Jail. You think of that guitar, mm-hmm. but it is Jail's like, what, a five-minute or so song? And the guitar is from note one to the end. Yeah. And by the end, you're like, I very much understand this, but come to life. Yeah. The first two minutes, you're it's building and building. You're like, this is beautiful. And then the piano hits and you're taking, you're transcending. You're, you're right. the meme of or the gif of like just floating into the air. Yeah. Um, You're Bobby Hill exiting his body on the floor right. of, of, you know, of his house. It's, it's an incredible moment. It, I mean, like just lyrically, it's really some of his best ever too. I mean, it's as deep as he gets and it's, yeah. you know, some emotional stuff in there for sure. It's powerful. Well, I've gushed about my top songs quite a bit. Are there any standout highlights uh, from you um, both that we that we haven't covered yet or that we I need to spend some more time on? Top three is probably pretty close. Um, I wanted to give a special shout out to Heaven and Hell. I love 100%. when that choir comes in. Oh, that's Talk one of the highlights chills. of the whole album. That's that a different kind of chills. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Jesus Lord, I love that song. It's ten yeah, minutes yeah. long. At Larry Hoover Jr.'s like phone call message audio on there is some of the best I've ever heard for like what that is. Yeah, yeah, we. Can. I mean, it's like it's like three or four minutes straight of him talking, and it's so good. Yeah, we we talked about the Kanye verse and what he talks about, but I mean the the J Electronica verse mm-hmm. on that. Oh yeah, that's just, great too. Sure to be controversial. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> you this is when you go to the genius page and you're just like how did he form these words because yeah. uh it's you Very don't have, it takes this you it's like a christopher nolan movie even though that's probably insulting to even compare <laughs> to electronica but like it takes multiple listens to even begin to wrap your brain around what he's saying there's a lot um, to analyze and i will so say with he, his he, lyrics he's absolutely catering to this podcast uh with his verse because you know never would i expect <laughs> A feature to name drop the Rothschilds, the Bush family, and the Clintons all in the same bar. 
It's a great crossover. Oh. Yeah, how did it come up? Do you want me to read it real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go top to bottom. Let's spend about six minutes on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he starts, says, I never rolled the GSXR or the R6 or the Honda, but I flew my Ducati through North America like Wakanda. Earthquakes will strike this nation for what Bush did to Rwanda, what the Clintons did to Haiti, and Downing Street did to Ghana. Damn. That's facts, baby. Talk that talk, yeah, that's Jay. just a casual. He probably wrote that in like 20 seconds of thinking talk that talk baby i love it it's i will say it, i do love jesus lord and i it's very much a standout on the album for me it's it's not one that you can kind of casually revisit though yeah, uh, I think- because it is so you know narrative and kind of you know lyric heavy it's it's something that kind of demands your attention you're not going to yeah, be throwing the album on shuffle looking for jesus lord you know while you're driving to the grocery store or anything like that it will um it will it should always be mentioned um now when talking about kanye's best verses um and even i would talk about it in some of his just best songs but it mm-hmm. won't be like in his most popular songs to listen to right uh, because it's just long right um verses that if you're not in the mood to listen to it you're not going to want to hear kanye right. talking about uh you know seeing his mom in heaven or right. he kind of gets into this narrative of like a full um, family story of like a daughter who gets pregnant early and is thinking about having an abortion. And then the baby daddy like steps out on her and then her brother mm-hmm. is wanting to go hunt down and kill the guy who got his sister knocked up. And then the guy's yeah. telling him like, go ahead and send me up to Christ. Like I've seen everything in life, but Christ like, that's not your typical just Wednesday afternoon listening. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not, you know, Runaway is another nine minute long Kanye song, but that has, you know, the anthemic, you know, let's have a toast for the douchebags. And, you know, you can mm-hmm. you can really rock out to that despite its its huge length. But this one is much more serious and, and subject matter. It's uh, not a casual. And then it listen. ends with a Larry Hoover Jr. outro talking about his right. father. So every part of this song is not like a, easy listening music but i will say like i love listening to it every time i do oh for uh, sure the verses are so good and the outro i really enjoy too um one i'll go ahead and mention and then we can sort of wrap up on the song discussion um if we want um is the song that it might become like the the hell of a life is the song that follows um runaway mm-hmm. um so it gets overlooked on my beautiful dark toasted fantasy Pure Souls is what precedes Come to Life. Oh, I do um, love Pure Souls. And I, that song, I mean, I really only know Roddy Rich from his hit song, The Box. And Same. not something that I wanted to really listen to much, but it was really big <laughs> for a little bit. But I was just like, okay, this is a song that's popular. I love his voice on this. I mean, he sounds he incredible. perfect for, um, all the singing he's doing. I, mean, I would just not sound, have would, guessed him as like doing that song. Yeah. Like, like I listen like, to this. I mean, it's good. And go from, Oh, I know who Roddy rich is and would have never chosen to listen to him to thinking, uh, can he make like eight more songs with Kanye? Like, right. This better not be a one-time thing. Cause this is incredible. He's like, he's heavily, he's like the hook. He's like the verse. He's yeah. everything in this. He weaves in and out through the whole track. Um, Pure souls is definitely, a standout for me and yeah. that's nice because that means my two favorite songs are back to back so anytime and i want to hit them i can just 
goes straight who, to it. Who does the outro for this? Because the outro that got added in Listening Party yeah. 3 to Pure Souls is beautiful, too. And it's her name is Shinsia. Okay. Was that who and he I, had on the porch? At the she LP3? was on the porch. Okay. okay. That's the woman. okay. She's a Jamaican singer. Yeah. The only yeah her voice on this back, you know, yeah, outro, that, that is, outro is incredible. Was, that was a great addition. Yeah. It's it kind of yeah fades into this kind of like stripped down, you know. It's kind of in, a, in the background. It's like reverberating with the the truth is only what you get away with kind of over and over. But she's got this kind of, I guess it's it's sort of like a free form type. Uh, I, I guess you call it a verse, but it's very much like a a singing verse as opposed to like a, a rap verse. But yeah. um, yeah, it's it's this beautiful delivery, and, and like you said, it transitions perfectly. I think into come to life sure yeah um so i know we've we've had some very positive talk um what i will say is i think there are a couple songs on here that i'm not crazy about i'll be i'll be totally honest it's it's not a perfect album for me i'll say the one that i think is maybe the most forgettable is lord i need you i kind of find myself when i'm doing a run through of the album the song that doesn't belong on here is tell like this is a side oh, from tell the vision yes. which is yeah okay so i i don't even consider stuff like donda chant and tell the vision i consider yeah. those to be maybe like interludes or something i guess maybe we should talk about television uh, we just have to acknowledge that television is the most mind-boggling choice especially because the album is clean so that's i guess something important to note that we haven't talked about yet is that during all of the listening parties this was not a clean album they yeah. were you know it, it wasn't he was nearly not censored yeah right it wasn't nearly as like explicit as some older kanye uh albums but you know it's he wasn't actively stopping features from from cursing or anything right. like that kind of like he did on jesus king but the version that we have right now and as far as i know i don't know if there are any plans to release an explicit version is this is a Not clean version we've heard no one has said so like literally every third word on tell the vision is the n-word and so the fact that that's now like cut out of the album is is kind of bizarre because you just hear like a kind of an awkward pause and then we made it just over and over again from pop smoke uh it's just a bizarre inclusion that didn't work beforehand and especially does not work on a clean album it was played at every listening party and every time the kanye fans were just begging to take this off (laughs) we quit playing television it's it's a so pop smoke it's it's a a demo of his that's like unmixed um yeah nothing ever like improved about it and now like it gets butchered even more because half of it is blank from censors right so it's a very bizarre inclusion it's the quickest skip i've ever had or like the most automatic (laughs) skip i've ever had on the kanye album it's it's yeah yeah Um, but okay back to songs that maybe could be cut yes um lord i need you i i felt it's it's again it's not even that it's a bad song it's that to me it just it it does not feel nearly as memorable as a lot of the other songs because there's even you know songs like junior or okay okay even though they're not in like my top you know tracks by by any means i i don't even know if maybe they're in my top five on the album but like i still you know find myself humming to myself junior wants to not be on my read that just as i'm walking through the house you know it's it's sticky like a lot of those songs Mm -hmm. they really stick with you and they're memorable but for me i don't know lord i need you is just 
not one of them. And maybe it's because immediately after it is pure souls and come to life. Maybe it's yeah. just very overshadowed. Um, I will, uh, the lyrics are like, they are thematically. I think this is one of the, his more um, Kim and divorce centered songs. Uh-huh. Cause it's the one that starts like when you said you want a ring, you really meant a ring. And he's talking about, um, you know, kind of questioning, Oh, you said you're in Palm Springs. It really takes three hours to get back from there. <laughs> like you are getting insight into, Ooh, uh, things were kind of, weird yeah, there. some marital um, troubles, but yeah, it's not my favorite to listen to. I would agree. I will, this could be a hot take. Cause I know it's one of the most fun ones for fans to just reference. But if I was just Kanye West making my album, I think I would cut Junya or Junya. Oh, um, because so scathing it's, hot it's, take. It's him and playboy Cardi. And if I was making the album, I would think we have Praise God with Playboy Cardi. And that's probably the better overall Playboy Cardi um, use. So it's kind of as I'm slicing and dicing and I'm thinking I, of what songs could be cut. Like it's cut. not a high, high quality song, but it's so catchy. It feels incredible. That's that. So it feels like as, you know, as Kanye fans, we, we become knowledgeable of things that, uh, maybe leak out um, from past albums yes. that were, oh, here was a song that was recorded that obviously was never going to make the album. And this kind of feels like something that would come out uh, a pretty high, because sometimes you you hear them and it's like, oh, that was never even finished. Right. But this sounds like, Junior t- reminds me of a Kanye leak that's like, oh, he was in the studio with Playboy Cardi, they recorded this song, but yeah. I see why it never went on an album anywhere but right. it is on this album is kind of the vibes it gives me. Yeah. It's, I, I don't think it's an unfair assessment. I'll, I'll back you up on that one, especially, I mean, I will say it does feel a little bit of out of place thematically as well. Yeah. Um, I know it's, it's probably kind of a commentary on him. Like, you know, maybe delving into materialism is like a crutch through his hard times that he is going through on kind of the first half of the album, I guess. Uh, you could you could maybe make an argument for that. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, um, but yeah, oh, it's, it's fun. I don't skip it. It's just if I was doing yes. the full like I'm doing my you know highest form of what this album could be. Yeah, I feel like that would maybe be a cutting room for a song. That's fair. What about you, Josh? Any any ones that you're not particularly vibing with? Uh, honestly, I think really only with what we said so far uh everything else i'm pretty much i need to keep yeah yeah i know i've seen people say okay okay but i like like, that one i like it like that one's got the overall energy of it yeah Yeah. it's i think my bottom two for sure are you know again excluding stuff like dawn to chant or television (laughs) it's it's maybe as far as i yeah it's it's maybe lord i need you and then i will say remote control for me specifically because cuddy was removed from the final cut and the stupid ass meme video is still present Mm -hmm. even though it's only 10 seconds now it has no business being on the final cut (laughs) of an album i saw someone's i mean it's it's a definitely a theory but it could be an explanation I, I read recently of why Cuddy got taken off this song. And mm-hmm. it does play into something else that I think is definitely more than just a theory has some real basis. So I kind of forgotten. I read back through it, but they said Cuddy's verse on this song was kind of like 
the theme was being like promiscuous and um you know sleeping with women or just kind of alluding to not or kind of living a party lifestyle yeah and um another song i think the only song that was played at atlanta listening parties and didn't end up on the album was never abandon your family yeah and that was a song that didn't really have any verses to it um it had a lot of donda west spoken word on it and Mm -hmm. kanye singing i'm losing my family and was straight up sounded like a reaction to the fact that him and him have divorced and right could be kind of like the dark side of what he's feeling now recent headlines um that you know tmz they're they're fed by the kardashians um supposedly they you know are not back together but they might be reconciling are working on their relationship yeah so i could i definitely think he took never abandon your family off the album because he didn't feel that it actually was the right message now yeah. at this point in time. And so they were saying that he maybe took Cuddy's verse off because it thematically also wasn't the energy he was going with. Yeah. So that's fair. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. I did have one more. I know, I know we were just talking about, you know, our least and most favorite songs, but one that narrowly missed the cut for one of my favorite songs is keep my spirit alive i'd be remiss if i oh, did yes. not mention that because uh, it has villain of the community now casey is on <laughs> is on the chorus now that we've made it on the other side respect yes. to casey respect he... to casey because that verse is beautiful uh on keep my spirit alive and then it's got like the the production on it i think is very interesting because it kind of starts off and it's this very like ethereal kind of spiritual intro where it's just those vocals coming in and then all of a sudden the beat comes in and the drums are like are kind of raw and same with like the bass and it it smacks pretty hard and then it's it's kind of juxtaposed juxtaposed next to that kind of dreamy spiritual type i guess background and i think it works super well for me it's one of the ones that i find myself going back to just individually a lot like if i only got you know, a five minute drive ahead of me, I might, I might be throwing on keep my spirit alive yeah. just right off the bat. It's grown on. It's been one of the biggest growers for me. I think yeah. on my first listen, Not I, a show, I right? wasn't super into the features. Um, it's West Side Gun and Conway the Machine um, that I think together Casey. are referred to as Griselda and then Casey does the hook. I didn't yeah. love at first um, the feature verses, but they've grown on me. But I saw yeah. something funny people like especially hip-hop twitter was saying about this song is that like so many of the artists he brought in like did their verses as religiously themed or like themed to what the song was as they could yeah and west side gun does that but in his <laughs> own version he literally is on the song thanking god that his gun didn't jam as he's shooting people <laughs> <laughs> if you actually listen it's, to the i i love wait that wait, wait wait no 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 no, no, he's he's praying that like uh he's it's, thanking God that his shooter's gun jammed while they were which, trying to which gun are you talking right? about? Hundred round drum didn't jam when my shooter tried to spray it, thank God. I, okay, I, I'm I thinking interpreted about different that line. as as he was being shot at and but he says he didn't jam. This is oh it's saying didn't jam? Oh hundred round drum didn't jam when my shooter tried to spray it, thank God. <laughs> that's Hold hilarious on. oh so he I, has I a shooter I, 
so he so he he's a famous rapper yeah. there's a shooter for him that's doing his dirty work and yes. he's thanking god that his shooter's gun didn't jam that's my that's, interpretation that is incredible yeah is, uh, yeah a couple thousand grams got two thousand grams when we waited thank god that's yeah. incredible it's... so that that's how he worked god and jesus into his uh don uh-huh. i was facing 15 and i beat it thank god <laughs> pretty iconic oh it's again it's it's not like my top three but it's it's i think it's a lot of fun and i think it's a very cool beat um let's see so i mean well okay guess, hold on hold on oh, okay all right bring it back development this conway Okay, never mind. That was West Side Gun. Yeah. I was looking yeah. at Conway the Machine. Okay, yeah. never mind. What I was going to say is yeah, Conway's the second verse. I was yeah, thinking yeah. that there was a tie-in, like that was a previous lifestyle leading into the Kanye Conway, but that's not the case. No, I think he's just yeah. thanking God. For- Thank God. And then Kanye's verse is really cool because it gets like kind of interspliced with, I guess, some vocals from Royce to Five Nine. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like Royce is kind of doing like a, a speech or like a talk somewhere else. Uh, I don't know if this was recorded specifically for this album or not, but it kind of has like this different sound, like it almost was. Okay, so sorry, he's he's reciting Bible verses. And it's kind of like getting spliced in with Kanye's um, Kanye's verse, and so I guess the the genius annotation. Forgive me for using the enemy, but it's you know it's got Deuteronomy eight six and Ephesians two ten as like credits for Royce's bars, but then like Kanye's coming in and talking his talk, and it's I just think it's a very cool yeah. delivery. I like that that one. A lot of these songs are like the length is pretty maximal but that song feels very focused the verses are kind of concise but yeah, focused it's and tight the hook it's really good oh yeah but i mean i guess just overall thoughts i i don't know if i'm prepared to give it like a rating just yet out of 10 yeah. i need to spend some more time with it it's only been about four days five days since like the actual album dropped and we weren't just listening to stream rips Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, so far I'm, I'm loving it. I think it's his best work since Pablo. Um, yeah. I, I think I can definitively say that it's higher on my list than, than yay or Jesus is King. Yeah. Um, I, I don't count kids see ghost as like a, a Kanye album per se. Cause it's a collab album, right? You right. know, some people don't count watch the throne in the core Kanye right. discography. At least so. watch the throne is like album length. But when you talk about a collab album, that's also EP length. Yeah. It's not really, uh, a, right. a, a kanye fully yeah. but i mean i'm kind I'm of super satisfied i kind of see it as like pablo jesus is king as a hybrid into yeah. this yeah. that's kind of what i get yeah if that makes sense no i i definitely get what you're saying there's a lot of people i think kind of feel the pablo-ness of kind of the way some of these songs next to each other it feels like you know a crazy jump in tone or like uh, kind of energy between them like i know obviously going like whereas from jesus is lord to new again we talked about that feels like kind of a crazy jump in energy and theme mm-hmm. and so it's got that kind of bipolarness that pablo has yeah and some of these like the the more strictly religiously themed songs to me feel like elevated jesus king songs like 24 yeah. could right. be on jesus is king um, oh, I do love 24 and is, is I think better 
been most of Jesus is king. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, obviously, like, Keep My Spirit Alive is also a very, like, religiously themed song, but probably didn't match the energy of Jesus is king, but was right. probably what we were wanting when we thought Jesus is king. It's just like a religious rap album. Exactly. It ended exactly. up being like a, a full just Christian album. This is more like a Christian themed rap album. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, boys, any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? Feels relief to uh, <laughs> to be on the other side of this. I mean, what a crazy percent agree. Um, some tiring nights of thinking that post listening party albums were coming. Some tiring developments when we thought that the baby's manager was stopping an album from being released. <laughs> Some tiring uh, moments when we thought that Kanye might actually pull the album from streaming because he posted on his Instagram that Universal dropped the album without his approval. Thank you, Universal, by the way. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're Team Universal on that one, baby. Love to see it. Sorry, Kanye. I don't buy that. I mean, that made no sense. He literally feels like a huge he, misunderstanding. He his management tweeted. We just dropped the album to the like the companies. Like it'll be coming out in a few hours. His management trying to get some money too. They're, yeah, <laughs> like, like Kanye, just, you know what? They don't just he doesn't just like steal the hard drive and upload it. Like there was a mutiny. There, Boo did a mutiny, and he, I hope Boo did a mutiny because he, he grabbed out. the album and he said, "I'm taking it to Universal. We are not waiting to go head to head with Drake. <laughs> we like, are putting it out there. Absolutely I cannot not. do another week in a stadium." Yeah, I guess closing thoughts. Uh, do not stream Child Boy Lover by Drake on Friday uh, because he paid millions of dollars for some emoji art for his album art. And then he got a middle school graphic designer to design his merch for him. So I guess final closing thoughts. Drake's a pedophile. Don't support him. Uh, Drake, is, Drake is a pedophile who is musically and creatively locked in 2011. Yeah, and he acts like he is 11. Um, and he's so. also attracted to a character who is played as goes by 11. <laughs> that's bars. That's bars. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, we got Let's something, something, something for you. Josh, are you helping write the push of this track that I saw? Uh, yeah, we're actually he, we're in Mercedes Benz right now. Drake. Okay, quick quick prediction. Do you think Certified Boy Lover is going to be filled with subliminal shots at Kanye and Push? I think it's his there's, only choice. There's going to be some for sure. I'm thinking minimum like. Or because this, it, because Kanye didn't mention him at all, I don't know if his ego can handle yeah. not getting he's, back he's, into it. He's desperate to stir some shit up. Yeah, and they were. I mean, they were built. You know, the text beforehand, the Joker text. It would be yeah. weird if there was nothing. Uh, <laughs> this is so good though. I love that he didn't how, say anything. How upfront will it be, or will it be like a oh wait that's a that's a Kanye jab, or will he literally just? I think it's gonna. I think he'll do one like heavy handed, and then like uh-huh. a couple like really subliminal. Yeah, yeah. and I then Pusha T will just put on a body bag a month later. I was gonna say I'm picturing Kanye like taking the leash off of Push and just letting him run. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, I saw. He's just gonna add him back to another text chain. This week, um. I think Push did like a, or he was like seen somewhere and someone was like, when's your album coming? And he was like, it's coming very soon, streamed on to yeah. Push yeah. is such a real one. I love yeah. that. I love Push. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I I bet Push is waiting to see what comes on Drake's album. Certified mm-hmm. boy lover. Kind of, <laughs> that will gauge what the response needs to be. 
because I don't think he's gonna keep going. But if as long as Drake keeps doing his little, right? I don't cute. think Kanye cares. But it, he'll say he'll it'll happen if you know. Uh, certified boy lover. Depending on what dropping it eleven on Thursday. Drake says about certified boy trapped lover. in twenty eleven in love with eleven. We're gonna put uh. you away for eleven. <laughs> to hey. life. To life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a preview, by the way. I've been ghostwriting a little bit for Push. What do you guys think? That's pretty good. I, yeah, I can tell. Um, yeah, <laughs> really that, that was story on. of Adidon um, <laughs> level. You are hiding a child. Oh, just will it be topped? I mean, this is no, totally. I don't think topic, that's possible. Will it be topped as far as diss track goes? I think not. I, we we thought back to back was never getting topped, and then all of a sudden, uh huh, you kicked the man, wrong Hornets nest, baby. It wasn't even close. He thought we were in the age of like we're not making NWA style no Vaseline diss tracks. Like, <laughs> did he forget that? Little... Did he forget that like Pusha T was like selling crack on like his the only streets? I mean, Push was like you didn't actually sell as much crack as you claimed to sell. And Pusha and was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> and, like that's okay. okay um, here we go. Time to get my research team." All he, he he references. Pusha's wife, and then Pusha just gets to come back with, since you name drop my fiance, let him know who you chose as your Beyonce. Oh, baby. Oh, <gasps> clean her up for IG. The catharsis that I felt that day. Oh, my that was God. a beautiful moment. All, All right, right. we should probably wrap it we up. Should, we should, we yeah. should. Avery, thank you. About a, hour. a four-year-old district. We're about to get started again. Yeah, <laughs> Avery, thank you for joining us as always. Thanks for having me back. I'm sorry to the fans I have to endure this, but uh, you know, wasn't surprised. For friend of the show, Jay is going to have to deal with two Kanye episodes in a row. But you know what? We we got a little something special coming for you all in October. So get ready. That's a little pretty. In the lab, someone's cooking up. We're in the lab. That's right. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll in tomorrow. We're locked but, in. We're locked in. Well, well gang. thanks for having me. I, I mean, I have a blast talking to Kanye. I have a blast oh. talking with you all. So fusing those two together, um, always a fun time. I'll see you in a year for the next tease right. release, only to be canceled and released a year later. <laughs> it's always a pleasure for us because it means we got something solid to actually talk about. We That means we got some music coming to our ears. So we'll uh, you know, hopefully have you on sooner than later. We'll see what's to come. Meanwhile, stream come to life. That's right, baby. Those numbers up. <laughs>